Hello and welcome to Oatcast uh, with me, Daryl Smith. And joining me today is the head of PI, Rob Crompton. Good afternoon. Bit of role reversal today to the first episode as I will be taking the lead on this and yeah. asking a few questions about uh, something known as vehicle diminution. Um, Rob, if you can just let yeah. me know a little bit more uh, about vehicle diminution and yeah, the niche area that it is. Yeah, uh, you've pronounced it correctly. Most people don't, um, including the insurance companies that I speak to. Uh, it's not diminution. Uh, it is vehicle diminution. And, and basically what it is, is the loss in market value of your vehicle if it has been involved in a car accident and then gone on to have been repaired. Um, it is claiming back, um, trying to value and then claiming back that that market value from the responsible party's insurance company um, and the loss um, that will have been uh, sustained on the market um, because of public perception, because nobody wants to buy a vehicle that has been involved in a car accident. Is it more for the the higher end value uh, vehicles, such as you know your prestige vehicles? I think that whilst um, that definitely does uh, have a ring of truth to it, I think it does certainly apply to prestige sports, um, high value, but it doesn't stop or prevent a claim for being put in for a lower value vehicle um, but it is going to affect the value of the claim um, the higher the value of the vehicle the more likely the claim will be of a, a more significant value so speaking of things that it, it would uh, affect to put in a claim would it affect my insurance at all well you'd be claiming off the other driver's insurance company so if it's a fault accident it's not something that you'd be able to claim uh, from your own insurance company and generally speaking your own insurance companies won't deal with this type of claim because it's classed as an uninsured loss so your fully comprehensive policy uh, won't cover this um, in the same way that your insurance company might pay for the repair costs but they won't pay for your medica medication charges uh, or treatment fees those are all classed as uninsured losses so you need to get them from the other insurance company right would I be able to claim if, for example, the car was a total loss? Um, if it's a total loss, then in theory, um, you should be recovering the pre-accident value of the vehicle right. anyway. Um, so you should be put financially back into the position you were in before the accident happened. So it's, this only really applies to vehicles that um, have gone on to be repaired. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Okay. So what if I was at fault? for the accident if you're at fault then unfortunately you're not going to be able to claim it um as a, a bit like i said earlier it's classed as an uninsured loss so if you have a fully comprehensive policy um your insurers will deal with certain elements of your claim for you um but unfortunately they won't deal with a diminution claim now with diminution involving obviously the repair work um of a, a damaged vehicle is diminution at all a result of poor repair work um, diminution can't actually be assessed until the vehicle has been repaired to a commercially acceptable standard. Um, so if you have had your car in for repairs and you're not happy with the quality of the repair work, it's an issue that needs to be taken up with the garage. Once you've had the car back, at that point, you can assess whether it has sustained vehicle diminution. The last thing you want to do is get a diminution report that says that the vehicle's lost X amount of money yeah. to disclose that to the insurance company and then find out uh, or get a response from the insurance company that basically criticised the quality of the repair work and blames that for the loss in value. So um, the, two aren't, the two aren't linked. 
So can you tell me a bit more about the process of putting a, a diminution claim mm-hmm. in? So, for example, how long would I have to start uh, or have to be able to start a claim? Well, the limitation period for a money claim, a financial claim, is actually six years um, because we're talking about a car accident, which um, there's a very good chance we'll know the date of the car accident. The claim can be put in um, within six years. Um, uh, court proceedings would need to be issued within six years, but it's very, very rare that um, I, I would be putting a claim in that is as old as that. Generally speaking, people who have had a car accident realise that they've suffered a loss and will put a claim in within the sort of first 12 months or so, or, or, or when they've been advised or come across the vehicle diminution concept. Okay, so on that basis what should you do to ensure that you recover the most compensation as quickly as possible? Well, I think the first thing you've got to do is make sure you've got um, the vehicle repaired to a decent standard. Um, the process involves obtaining a copy of the repair documentation, um, having photographs of the damaged vehicle um, is beneficial to the engineer who will go out and see the car and provide the diminution report. Um, pretty much that's it. As long as we've got all the third party uh, details, the registration numbers, that'll avoid any delays in trying to identify who the insurance company was. Um, but we'll get the repair documentation together, the photographs, uh, estimates, order text reports, um, and then they'll go off to an engineer who will make a, an appointment to do a, a physical inspection of the vehicle factor in all of the repairs that have been carried out and then provide a report which tells us how much market value the, the, the cars uh, deemed to have been lost. Is that physical inspection of the, of the vehicle necessary to proceed with the claim? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. There are some engineering firms and maybe solicitors who would run this sort of case and, and do what's called a desktop report, but I'm not sure that that's the right way to deal with it. Um, I'd want to see an engineer go out and actually testify to say, yes, I've seen the car. I've seen it inside and out. I've checked the mileage. Um, um, you know, the report that they'll be compiling is prepared for the courts. So, you know, they can't really do a desktop search in my, uh, sorry, desktop um, inspection, in my opinion, uh, and and do it for the duty of the court and say that they've signed it to say that they've, um, they're definitely happy with the information that they're putting in the report unless they've seen the vehicle. Well, from a logical standpoint, it does make a lot more sense um, in that sense. So, mm. yeah, I, I understand that. Um, what if the third-party insurers refuse to settle the claim? Um, well, obviously, that that's kind of one of the reasons we're here is to put forward um, the arguments as to why vehicle diminution applies. From my experience, not a lot of the insurance companies have come across this before. Um, so we would argue, depending on what the arguments the insurance company have put forward, we would obviously go back to them and use the arguments that we've we've come up with over the years of of, of being doing that that have been doing this. Um, if the uh, negotiation process fails, then we can involve the courts and we can bring a civil action against the the other driver or the insurance company responsible um, and let the courts decide. Um, generally speaking, on those cases where we have issued court proceedings that have gone on to settle. Um, most of them um, are probably uneconomical to pursue through the courts for the, for the insurance company. So um, it's a good tool to, to use to be able to push the matter, to, to force their hand. And as I said, most of them will go on to settle. We've mentioned the, the economical standpoint there. So the big question is, 
how much would a, a diminution claim be worth? It's difficult. There are so many sort of factors that need to be looked into. I mean, it's it, the claim that Will will submit will be based on the valuation that the engineer has put within the report. But the engineer is going to factor in uh, half a dozen things to determine that valuation. The age of the vehicle, the mileage, the condition of the car, uh, the desirability on the market, um, how many previous owners. Um, and generally speaking, they'll they'll, they'll find a pre-accident value for the vehicle in the same way that you would with a total loss. Um, and then um, using a point scoring system would try and determine what the percentage is that the vehicle's lost because of the accident. One of the main factors is the the nature and the extent of the damage that has been sustained to the accident. So you could have a fantastic, lovely vehicle, brand new, but if it's only had some very, very minor cosmetic damage, then that percentage is going to be um, very low, if if not uh, non-existent. So um, a percentage, pre-accident value percentage may range between sort of two and a half percent and and some of the higher value ones up to 15 percent. It, it does seem like the best way to, to try and answer that question is, is to speak to someone professionally like yourself. Um, so that leads me on to the question of of why would you need a solicitors and, and why awkward solicitors? Well, the insurance companies don't like to pay out. Um, you know, the claims department's objective is to try and get away from paying, whether you've got a personal injury claim from a car accident, um, whether it's vehicle damage, whether it's higher charges, they do not want to pay out. So they've got a, a book of arguments that they will use. Um, some are, some are, are more insistent than others, but we know those arguments and we know the arguments to return to them with. And why Oakwood solicitors? Well, I've come across many examples of um, law firms who have run personal injury claims. Um, they have a duty to include uh, uninsured losses, which may be something along the lines of loss of earnings. Now, if they didn't deal with loss of earnings, then in my view, that would be negligence. However, um, they, a lot of clients that I've spoken to about diminution, the, the solicitors do not want to deal with it. They don't have the experience of it. A lot of them don't know what it is. Um, whereas we've been doing these uh, on, a, on a sort of wide scale and a large scale for at least three years now. Um, so, yeah, come and speak to us. If you've got any questions, we can answer them. I'm quite happy to have a, a free chat with anyone who's got any concerns um, or thinks that, that this may have applied to them. And, yeah, happy to help. I feel like I've uh, learned something myself here today. Thanks. For, <laughs> At thanks, least you thanks can pronounce that. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, thanks for, very much for, for listening to episode two of the Oakcast. Uh, links below to uh, some of Rob's pages. Um, yeah, thank you very much. No probs. Thank you. Oakwood Solicitors is a multi-service law firm. Our award-winning team is here to help you whatever your query may be. Call us now for a free consultation on 0113 200 9787 or visit us at www.oakwoodsolicitors.co.uk. Oakwood Solicitors, traditional law, modern ways.